Mrs. Jones. Yes, sir. You look beautiful tonight. Thank you, darling. You look very handsome yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very handsome, for sure. <laughs> Talk to me about uh, this week. Wow. Oh, it was a good week. Um, wow. You went camping. I did, much to the shock of, it would seem, everybody on Facebook. <laughs> Including and, me. <laughs> and everybody on the internet. Mm-hmm. So, for our listeners, our church... Uh, does something called a dad and me camp out run by our amazing children's pastor marty curley and so the idea is that dads take away their kids for a weekend live in the wilderness all bond and uh, it was it's very very important that you understand this was an amazing weekend and my difficulties with it have nothing to do with the weekend in and of itself it has to do with the fact that it was camping and I have a hate-hate relationship with camping. <laughs> and I hate camping. And I hate everybody telling me how wrong I am to hate camping because it's apparently awesome. I think the only reason you ended up going was you had to announce it at church and you by accident said, I'll be going with the girls after you told me that you didn't want to go camping. <laughs> well, I just, you know, you, I think for me, I go through life and I have decided that I don't like X, for example. But I'm also aware that I'm a very different person now than I was when I decided that I didn't like X. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm aware I've had some inner healing. And so I don't want to live my life based on a history of me liking or not liking something. Right. I'd so, rather have a present day experience. So you can try camping again in a couple of years? Yeah, sure. Okay. Maybe I'll have had a lobotomy by then and actually find <laughs> sleeping on the ground enjoyable. <laughs> and so I say all that to say that... It, there's uh, lots of people I greatly respect who love camping. Like and, myself. Yes. But, <laughs> I mean, I do respect you, but you don't really talk about camping. And I think people have, you know, it's probably my own fault, but I actually, well, <laughs> I was going to say, I really like the outdoors. And I was like, no, I don't. I like looking at scenery from the inside of an air-conditioned house. <laughs> so I would actually wow. love to have a log cabin or a beautiful mansion in the middle of nowhere. I think that's lovely. But actually going out and experiencing it, the humidity and the bugs and the, it's just not my cup of tea. So I went and I, we have two daughters. We have a seven-year-old and a, a four-year-old who's now turned five. So I guess she's a five-year-old. I say today. that because today is her birthday. That's mm-hmm. why it's confusing me. Mm-hmm. And Abigail, the seven-year-old, she's up for anything. She loves everything and anything. Everything is awesome. Everything is a dance. Everything is a song. Tia is like a four-year-old female version of me. <laughs> yep. So on the first night we get there, they're doing a treasure hunt and we're running around the middle of nowhere in the dark and Tia, my four-year-old, is like, Daddy, this is so dumb. And I've been careful not to influence my kids either way. I've been high influencer. This is awesome. We're going to have a great time. But Tia's like, Daddy, this is so dumb. And every time we'd pick up a prize, she'd be like, are we finished yet? And when we got to you know, back to where we started from. She's like, are you kidding me? We started, we're back where we started. What was the point of this? <laughs> and so then we, you know, went to sleep. And I'm not sure if this is campground protocol or what do you call it? Campground. Etiquette. Etiquette. But tents aren't actually soundproof. So it's just a thin piece of nylon that's separating you from the outside world. So I'm lying, lying awake with my kids who are lying awake, sweltering <laughs> hot. And, you know, I'm... They've given me a cot, which apparently is an upgrade from sleeping on the floor. And I can hear everything that's going on in all the tents. So people singing, people with guitars, people playing music, people talking. And I'm like, guys, it's like midnight. What's going on? I'm thinking, do I practice powerful communication at this point? 
or do I just go on a rampage with a baseball bat? I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. Oh, yeah, I'm a pastor. Okay. Me and you, Jesus, me and you. But I guess, you know, everybody the next morning was like, how did you sleep? And I'm like, I slept like a peasant. Like, why would I volunteer to sleep on the floor? I, don't, I just don't understand this. I have a perfectly good bed at home. We have the Western heavenly bed. It's delightful. I have. It's an, not that delightful. I have air conditioning. I have a German-made <laughs> air purifier. And I abandoned all those things for what? So for camping, I love camping. Tell I me had about such high hopes of you liking camping. Tell so me why can, you love camping. I love. I like getting out and away from everything, and cooking my own food over the fire. I like the challenge of cooking healthy food over the fire, which you didn't get to try that really because all the food was provided. But I just I like that stuff. I love the quiet of it. I mean, I haven't camped since we've had kids. But when I was single, I used to go camping. I mean, I went camping by myself, you know, just disappeared for a few days into the woods, which is dumb. But I did it because I loved camping. Yeah, but you still haven't told me what you love about camping. I like the solitude, which you wouldn't have solitude with at a church event, probably. But I just like the... Or with children. Solitude. Maybe you need to revisit camping with your own children. (laughs) We'll have to wait till MJ's a little older, but yeah, I'd like to. I like the solitude part, but... I would go off and, you know, would go stay at the Sheraton, you know, or just book out a room and just go away. And I love the solitude part and just go and be with Jesus for like a couple of days. Right. In a hotel with a bed, without bugs, where I don't have to challenge myself to cook food. I can just eat food from room service. So I don't understand why you want to make things more difficult. <laughs> That's what I don't understand. Well, it's considerably cheaper to camp. Yes, and because so you're you living like, like a vagrant. <laughs> like you're being thrifty as well as uh, having all of that. Well, it's time. confusing for me because clearly I'm in the minority because everyone was having an amazing time, which, if I'm honest, actually just makes my issue horror because I'm like, clearly I'm the odd one out here. Everybody else is ecstatic about being one with nature, and I can't wait to separate myself from nature and uh, get into an air-conditioned place with a reliable Wi-Fi signal. Well, there you go. Well, rant, I, rant complete. <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't want to be negative about that. I, did, I really enjoyed being with everybody. I'm just glad I came home early. I bribed my children in the morning. I'm not ashamed to say it. I woke up and I just said, girls, we could stay here or we could leave now. And daddy will buy you a toy at Walmart and we'll go for dinner. And then Abigail was like, but they're going to have a movie and I will take you to the movies. For the love of all that's holy, I'll give you half of my kingdom if we can leave right now. <laughs> and... They were fine. Yeah, but they didn't want to stay, baby. They told me the next day in the car, I was like, hey, how did it was camping and everything? They're like, it was fine. I'm like, did you like sleeping outside? No, I didn't sleep. I'm like, do you want to, you know, camp outside again? Not really. Not if I have to sleep on the floor. I'm like, oh. They're they're probably too young. I think next year, you can just go in disguise as a daddy and they'll probably have a much better time. I'll like grow some fake facial hair and Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing to do. Uh, Talk about Tia's birthday today oh tia well tia turned five today and so um she got her family presents this morning and had breakfast in bed and uh, she requested a gluten-free banana and chocolate chip muffin which is what she got pretty specific yep and um yeah and then we went to sweet cc's tonight yeah went to sweet cc's and i'm currently the party is two days away so i'm currently working on all of the rainbow 
things that need to be accomplished before the rainbow party in two days time. So I've been trying to each night do one thing that needs to be done towards a party. So I'm not stressed on Saturday. And we have some spectacular rainbow jello desserts, mm-hmm. which I was, you know, when you go to Pinterest, there's a great meme going around the internet called Pinterest fails, where you have the picture of what people were trying to achieve and then what people actually produced. And, you know, they're on two ends of a scale and so I looked at this Pinterest thing that you wanted to do, these jello rainbow cups. Mm-hmm. And I thought, there's no way that's going to work. But they have, they're spectacular. They're we'll, we'll check our Instagram to see uh, these works of beauties. Yes. And then you're also making a rainbow cake? I'm making a rainbow cake. So it's got six layers, six different colors of rainbow in it. And then the outside is six different colors of buttercream. So it's, Dear Lord. it's going to be quite the beast. You said buttercream icing. I forgot how good that tastes. I think I'll have buttercream just for (laughs) breakfast tomorrow. No. On on the topic of you making things, you made some delicious fish tacos. I did. I fueling my desire to find amazing fish tacos. I winged it today. I used cod and um, I used uh, coconut flour, almond meal, and a whole bunch of spices. Talk about your baja sauce. Oh my Baja sauce! Well, let's prefix that by last night we we didn't we were at youth and we hadn't eaten and so we thought we'll have fish tacos for dinner at ten p.m. We got home and realized that was a particularly dumb idea. But while in Kroger's, we were trying to find all the ingredients for fish tacos, and I was sure I'd be able to buy off the shelf Baja sauce. But looking through all the Mexican food you know aisle, there was no such thing. So I wandered around. Kroger's was having a Mexican week. I'm sure they. We're going to have a real-life Mexican, I could actually ask, but they didn't. And uh, so I was just like, well, I guess we're going to have fish tacos without Baja sauce. But Jesus, the great provider, as we're checking out, there happens to be two people who are wearing uh, the taco T-shirts because they work at one of the taco stands. So I ran out and said, look, guys, I'm so sorry. I know you finished work. What? Where would I find taco sauce? At, um, like Baja sauce. Yeah, where for, would I find Baja sauce? Tacos. For fish tacos. And they looked at me and they're like, uh, we just use ranch dressing. So I was like, really? My world kind of came crashing down. But you made your own Baja sauce. So I talk did. about that. I uh, I mixed um, veganese or veganese or however it's pronounced. Anyway, it's not actual mayonnaise. It's like a healthier version. And an avocado and garlic and cilantro and a little bit of onion and then some garlic salt and salt and pepper and whatever. I made my own snazzy sauce but it was legit oh it was so good so it gluten-free shells yep and then your coconut flour encrusted cod mm-hmm. pieces mm-hmm. cod pieces that sounds terrible <laughs> we had pieces of cod that were pan fried in coconut mm-hmm. flour mm-hmm. fried in coconut oil mm-hmm. dressed with some raw cabbage your baja sauce some chopped tomatoes mm-hmm. it was yummy oh uh, it was it was legit so well done on that I one i kind of want to make it again tomorrow and on the topic of food, Master Chief, Master Chief, <laughs> the <laughs> heck is Master Chief? <laughs> the French version Uh-oh. of Master Chef <laughs> is back on, which we both love. Ah, uh, yes, and Abigail's really into it now too. Which is great because we've told her a lie that if you want to be on Master Chef, you have to try lots of new things. That is not a lie. She wants to be on Master Chef Junior, 
And I said to her, you don't like food enough to be on MasterChef Junior because to be on MasterChef Junior, they actually, you taste the food as you go along and they can make all these different things. So if you want to be on it, you know, I'm, I'm all for teaching you how to cook, honey, but you have to actually try new stuff. Which is fantastic because she's now empowered to try everything we put before her. So she tried three new things today and she was so excited. Mommy, I tried three new different foods today. So parents, lie to your kids and get them to eat. It's a wonderful thing. It is not a lie. Sure. All right. Our topic for this week. I wanted to talk about dads. It's Father's Day. Uh, oh, by the time you guys listen to it, it will have been Father's Day, but we record these on a Thursday, so it's going to be Father's Day this Sunday. And so obviously I've been thinking about um, thinking about that and got to speak to my parents today, got to speak to my dad and my dad's finally got an iPhone, which is a sign and a wonder in and of itself. So we That's were FaceTiming with them while they were out. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, you know, lots of people have heard your testimony. They've heard our testimonies teaching on the Father Heart of God. But I wanted to talk about what was some of your favorite memories of your dad? Um, so most of my favorite memories are going to be from when I was like a little older, like a teenager. I mean, I have one good memory from when I was little of sitting on dad's lap, I'm maybe six or seven years old, and going through the Christmas wish book, which was out, you know, from Sears or whatever, and just writing a list of like potential things I might like for Christmas. I have that. Um, but other than that, the rest of them are all from when I'm a, a teenager. But I remember lots of times uh, sitting on the couch with my dad, and he would be in the corner, and I'd lean up against him and sometimes fall asleep on him and watch football together. And I never was into football, but it was fun to just sit with my dad and watch it. I was thinking about this earlier. My, um, We were not a movie-going family at all. Like, I can probably name on one hand the times we went together to see a movie theater, to, to go to a movie theater to see a movie, I beg your pardon. So I was thinking about my favorite uh, times was uh, actually when my dad took me to the movies. I remember two distinct things. I remember three, actually. He took us, the whole family, to see E.T. So the whole family, we went to go and see E.T., which was amazing. But before that, or maybe not, we'd have to look at IMDb to see when these movies came out. But I remember just me and him went to go see Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, not Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, cool which was just amazing. I remember, I just like, I just thought, this is incredible. I'm out with my dad. We're going to see a movie. This is so awesome. And then he also took me to see Return of the Jedi, um, which was, again, amazing, you know, just so fun. But I think probably the most defining moment, uh, or not defining moment, but one of my best memories was I didn't really get an allowance as a young child. I don't, at least I don't remember getting an allowance. And I don't remember presence being a normal thing you know outside of birthdays and christmases of course but it, you know wasn't normal to get uh, presents but i remember one day my dad and i had gone downtown and there was a, the big store that we would go to it was called john menzies it no longer exists but it would probably be the equivalent i don't know what it would be equivalent of but it was a toy store and a bookstore and a news agents all in one and i remember it was the time when return of the jedi had just come out and one wall was absolutely devoted to these star wars you know figurines that you could collect and i remember just looking at the wall and i wasn't wanting one of them because it wasn't normal for us to you know ask hey can i have one of those things it just wasn't what we did as a family but my dad you know he'd gone looking at things and he found me looking at the wall and he said do you want one and i i just did not know what to i, I was like, are you are you kidding me yes of course i want one so i remember picking up one i picked up one of those guards you know with the big tusks 
Remember the beginning oh, yeah, of the movie? Yeah, yeah, I forget yeah. what their name is. But uh, I remember picking up one of those. The and I picked go, it up. Oh. And, yeah, I just think this is the best day of my <laughs> life. And then my dad said, why don't you get two? And I was like, the return of Jesus is imminent. This, this, it must be coming. It cannot moment. get better than this. And so I remember picking up a, another character. I don't remember what it was. But I just remember my mind being blown that I don't know whether it was my dad had this power that we could uh, get things. You know, later learned that that power was called money. But I just remember that being just a just something that sticks out in my head even today just in terms of the whole thing of generosity. And then the last one, which the girls always ask me to tell the story when they're in bed. Hmm. As I remember as a young boy, we had a, a fairly large garden for the house that we grew up in. And there was a couple of major uh, trees, really, really tall pine trees. They've since been removed because they were a bit of a threat to the house. And I remember climbing up one of the trees. I must have got really, 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 really high. And then I remember getting stuck at the top of the tree. And I remember my mom calling us all to come in for dinner. And here I am stuck at the top of a tree, freaking out. And I'm scared for a couple of reasons. I'm scared that I can't get down. And then I'm scared that my parents are going to be mad at me for going up there in the first place. And so my dad came out. And I remember my dad climbing to the top of the tree. And he wasn't mad. He wasn't angry. And I remember just putting my arms around his neck. And then him climbing down the tree with me on his back. And I never remember... Uh, getting reprimanded for it uh, you know nobody was mad but i just thought gosh that's such a great prophetic picture of my subsequent relationship with daddy god you know just just absolutely incredible yeah um, when he comes to rescue when you teach and you talk about you know you're talking about your journey with your dad you tell some amazing stories once your relationship was restored with them mm-hmm. i think my favorite one of which is the chess story okay Tell that story and set it up. Tell tell them about how smart your dad was. Oh yeah, my dad was like super super smart. So I'd I'd have to check with my mom, but he was like genius level as in terms of IQ, and um, he would read the Encyclopedia Britannica just for fun, and um, just was always whatever he did, he did it with a level of excellence that he he had scholarships all the way through getting. Um, he had three different degrees from university and he got scholarship because his grade point average was always like insanely it was insane he was always top of top of the top right so really really smart and uh, loved chess he was part of he was part of the chess club for the university of michigan when he was there and um so we used to have friday night dates and i worked for a restaurant called the keg and he came and picked me up from the keg and we hadn't really decided what we were going to do necessarily. We usually either went to movie or we got food or we, you know, went bowling or we did something. And so he picked me up and we're walking through the mall and, um, there's a guy sitting there that plays chess and, and this guy, what he does to make money is he sets up a long table with 10 chess boards and you pay $10 to play chess against him. And it's all timed. There's a little timer. So it doesn't take very long. Um, and then if you win, he'll pay you $100. But, I mean, obviously, this is how he makes his money. Right. So he's playing 10 people at the same time. If you happen to win one of the games that you're playing him, he gives you 100 bucks. Right. What do you pay to play? 10. You pay so 10. You, you okay. pay 10, and you can win 100. So um, at the time, I think there was only three or four other people playing, but my dad sort of saw him and kind of lit up a bit because he loves to play chess. And basically, whenever we would play, I just lost. Uh, so, you know... Um, so he says, you know, do we have time? And I was like, sure. So he sits down to play and plays the guy and he wins. And so the guy says, you know, 
um, you can either have your hundred dollars or if you will wait until these other two games are done then and play me one on one. If you win, I'll give you a thousand dollars. But if I win, then I get to keep the hundred. And so again, my dad was like, "Okay, do we have time?" And I was like, "Sure." So I just went to the food court and got a snack. And my dad ended up beating him. And so um, he gets this thousand dollars from the guy. And my dad turns to me and he goes, "Let's go to New York City." And I'm like, "When?" And he's like, "Right now." And I'm like, "What?" What? Because it's a 10-hour drive from Toronto. It's not like right. it's it's not close, you know? And he'd never suggested something like that before. Um, and it, at the time, it was just he and I that lived together. And uh, so we drove home and packed a little bag. And he literally drove through the night. But he only usually slept like three or four hours a night anyway. And uh, I slept in the car. And we went to New York City. And we stayed one night at the Waldorf. And we went to this big toy store that had two floors and that piano that you could walk F.E.O. on Schwartz. And, yeah that one yeah it's a fairly famous toy store review i can't York. remember the name of it. <laughs> and then um yeah and we went and saw i can't remember is the lion king or it was some sort of broadway show and just i'm sure we spent well over a thousand dollars but it, we had a lot of fun i think the moral of that story is i need to learn to play chess real good yeah that's definitely the moral of that story it's actually a game i've never learned to play i could teach you but i yeah. pretty I just, much can only teach you how to lose because that's what i'm Really good at it. We're not going to make our money me losing chess. So Probably not. I'll call Chris Locke and Maybe. get him to teach me. Yeah, there you go. Um, tell me your best, <laughs> the best qualities of your dad. As you look back in your dad's life, what were your favorite things about your dad? Mm, Quality-wise. Well, once he stopped drinking, because he was a different person at that point, I would say he was very loving, really supportive, Um he liked he he just liked to be available. You know, right. I could go in and I could bawl about something and he would just hold me and let me cry and not try and convince me not to. But he was also just very very intelligent and so when you needed the guy thinking and the problem solving end of right. that, he was available for that too. So and he was into sport and so he was really fun. Like he just he had a lot of energy and he liked to do crazy stuff at the spare of the moment so it was fun did he have a sense of humor oh my gosh he was so funny he was oh he was so funny like what sort of sense of humor though like what sort of funny was he well it kind of depended where he was but i I say probably it was more sarcasm but it wasn't quite as cutting as it was before he stopped drinking (laughs) tell tell him about the tract he used to keep when people would come to the door to evangelize him um, I don't think I can say those words on the <laughs> thing, but he he had made his own tract that said, Jesus loves you on the front, and you'd open it up, and it said, but everybody else thinks you're a, and an unpleasant word, and then he would just hand it to them and say, have a nice day, and he'd... For some odd reason, I find that incredibly funny. Yeah. He also made a little sheet that had a circle and the letters T-U-I-T in it. And whenever somebody would say, oh, I'm going to do that as soon as I get around to it, like around to it, he would literally go and stick it like in front of them and go, there, you've got one now, go get it done. <laughs> you know? So did he, maybe I made this up in my head, but did he also keep uh, things in the car that he could leave on people's windshields when they'd part badly? Yeah, you know, that was me. 
Oh, that was you. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Well, <laughs> I had like I had father, cards. like daughter. Apparently. I had cards about blind drivers of America and stuff like that that I would lead. You know, you've this been is nominated before you met to, Jesus. I'd like to say yes, but I believe I continued to to do before you had messages for people. <laughs> yes, if they drove me crazy. I was thinking about a sense of humor, and I realized I developed my sense of humor by f- by watching what my dad found funny. That that was just my revelation tonight when I was thinking, you know, I was asking those questions because what he found funny, I so delighted in watching my dad uh, enjoy himself or laugh or, you know, he, my dad's such an intelligent man. He's very very intelligent. He's a, a PhD. Is a uh, He's now retired, but a world-leading scientist in his field. So very, very clever. And when we would see a movie or a TV show or a story that would genuinely evoke laughter, that was a magical thing for for me as a kid to watch my dad be funny. And I think I probably paid close attention to what is it that makes my – what is it that evokes that reaction in my dad? And I'd say that we probably have very similar senses of humor, um, which is incredible. I was thinking about my dad, you know, the, I mentioned he was super smart. He would probably be what we'd call very, very left-brained in that he was really empirical. He was a research scientist and so, uh, you know, highly developed analysis and critical thinking skills. But at the same time, taught himself to play the guitar and taught himself to play the piano. So obviously very musical, obviously right brain functioning really, really well. But aside from that, in terms of, he'd build all the furniture in our living room, you know, the cabinets and the drawers and Help me wow. build a skateboard ramp. And yeah. What? And then the garden, you know, you've been to our house. Mm-hmm. Our, our garden is just incredible Amazing. in terms of the way it's yeah. laid out. And so just, you know, just thinking about how smart and how creative my dad was. And, you know, the other thing that I loved about my, loved, not past tense, the other thing I really love about my dad, but as growing up that was really astounding to me was just how well he loved my mom. Yeah. Just really, really good at honoring my mom. And I remember all the weddings you know, my I've got three sisters, so watching them get married and at my own wedding when he would give a speech, he'd always take time to honor my mom, which I just thought was amazing. I probably learned my work ethic from my dad as well. Hmm. You know, he loved to work and everything he did, he he, he found joy in, which I, I think I inherited from him as well. Talk about you and your relationship with then Father God. How did you, for those of you who don't know, I'll give you. I'll I'll steal the show for a second. AJ did not have a good experience with her father growing up, and through a series of fairly dramatic circumstances, ended up having a great relationship with her dad, which then turned out not so good. And so I'm wondering, AJ, how you ended up with such a rich relationship with the father for which you're known around the world for. How does a girl who's got some really big daddy issues end up with an astonishing relationship with Father God? Um, uh, uh, a lot of inner healing <laughs> would be the really short answer. But um, I guess really the thing is, I ended up being brought to a father heart church where that was really the message that was coming out of the church in Toronto. Now, what do you mean a father heart church? Well, the the message that that God loves you. I mean, not just he. He loves you, but he doesn't like you, or he loves you because he has to, or he loves you, but you have to perform like this. But God loves you exactly the way you are. Um, the message, that message of, of a father's heart towards his kids, 
from the perspective of God um, was like the overarching message that came out of the church in Toronto that I got, you know, that I was part of for 20 years. Right. So I was brought to that church when I was in a very destructive state. I was still very suicidal. And it was maybe three months after my dad had killed himself on Father's Day. And so, you know, I was I was a mess. Right. And, and I came to this place that talked about a father who would love me, could love me back to life, wanted to heal me, you know, and I was just desperate enough to say, okay, God, if that's who you really are, um, then I ne- I want to know you. And But that process of knowing was probably a good 10-year process. I mean, of God pulling little wounds out and pulling big wounds out and replacing ungodly beliefs about what he's like with the truth of who he is. And, you know, and on many levels, it was very, very painful, but on many levels, it was absolutely amazing to um, partner with God in releasing pain to him and trusting him and then letting him Mm -hmm. bring healing. So, yeah. I would say our relationship with the Father is is the greatest thing about our life. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, as astonishing as our life and as and as grateful as I am for all the things I have in life, including you and the kids and our house and the church we get to live at and the fact I get to live in America and fish tacos and you know everything that's awesome <laughs> in life. The 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 relationship that I develop with the father and that you have with the father. You know, I was saved for years and years and years before I ever met the father. And I, I just think the revelation of the Father's love is, is the good news. Yeah, which Jesus came to proclaim. Yeah, I mean Jesus came to reintroduce us to the Father to show us the way home. Yeah, I love that line. Was it Jack Frost that would say that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? For Jesus to be the way, there must be a destination. Yeah, uh, he he pointed the way home, which I I think is amazing. Um, one of the things we're we're known for if we're known for anything, is probably the Father's love and our our experiences with the Father. And uh, you probably know this already, but AJ wrote a book called Finding Father. Talk to me about how you wrote that book. I'm trying to write a book, and it seems overwhelming. So talk to me about how you got that written, because you wrote the whole thing in 12 weeks. I did, yeah. Which is astonishing. Um, Well, I, I mean, I had taken... Previously, I had written... Or started writing it twice. So the first time I'd gotten like six or seven chapters in and then deleted the whole thing. And then the second time it was like three or four chapters in and deleted the whole thing. Apparently you're not supposed to do that. <clears throat> I know, I know. Somebody told me that afterwards. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I was trying to figure out how do I write this in a way that it's going to be honoring and not shatter my family, but but truthful and get the message out kind of thing. Right, because so. you had a fairly horrendous background. Right. So... Um, I just started praying. I was like, Lord, I need a better way to do this. And I ended up having a dream. And in the dream, I saw the title page of the book. I saw the words Finding Father. I saw the title page of the book. And I saw it laid out as a 12-week book. And I saw which verses, like, beside each. No, that's just cheating. I know. It was really cheating. And I remembered it. when, Like, when I woke up, but I mean, I have a photographic memory anyway, but I mean, I woke up and I could just write out. And so that's what I did. And there was only two days I couldn't remember what verse was there. So when I went to go write those, I was like, okay, Lord, I can't remember what the plan was for this day. Or, right. Yeah. 
So that's, that's how I wrote it. Okay. So because I, I had a plan, it was easy to do. I need you to lay hands on me and give me that impartation for the plan. <laughs> yeah, you know, I need a plan for book two because I'm stuck at chapter three. So if we in our talking about dads evoked some nervousness, some anxiousness, some ouchies in your heart, um, I'd really recommend AJ's book. It's available in paperback. You can get it from our website at alanandaj.com. Or you can get it in Kindle version, or you can get it for your iPhone or your iPad. But it's a, an amazing 12-week study into the the very heart of the Father. It helps you understand some of the wrong thinking that you will have placed on God from your upbringing. Mm-hmm. And you probably haven't even realized you've done that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would really encourage you that, that everything in my life changed when I discovered that God was for me and not against me. And I knew that there's a verse in Scripture that said that. But having a real life, tangible experience with the Father and His love and His affection absolutely redefined everything in my life. Like everything I approach now is from the position of knowing that God is my dad and He's for me and I'm His favorite son. And it's just, it's yeah. astonishing. I mean, the, the design of the book is to move head knowledge to heart knowledge, you know, so that. It's not just something that, well, you know, I've been saved for X amount of years and I know this to be true. But when it's moved to your heart, you live like it's true. And so sons and daughters live like they know that they're loved. That's right. And it changes everything. If you're not a reader and you prefer to be uh, someone who listens or you learn better, you receive better through listening, you've also got the majority of that book in in teaching on a CD. You have a CD set called Finding Fathers. Well, you can... Uh, either a lot order of the it, CDs, yeah. or you can just download the MP3s off our website too. But um, I want to pray for you guys, everybody who's listening. Wanna, especially if you uh, don't know your dad or you had bad experiences with dads, I'm just going to pray and ask that the, your Heavenly Father would introduce himself as the perfect Father. And then we're going to wish you a great week. So, Father, I thank you for everybody who's listening right now. Mm, Lord, I thank you that you love them so much that you died for for them, to restore them to a relationship with with you. And Lord, you're the kindest person we're ever going to meet. You're so astonishing Mm. in your love and in your gentleness and in your kindness. And I'm asking that right now that your love would go deep into the hearts of everybody who's listening to this. That you would uh, lift off all the wounding, Lord, that perhaps we've accumulated through life from fathers or father figures Lord, from the ways our earthly fathers may have let us down or disappointed us, that you would come and reveal your fathering love to us in new ways. Jesus, I thank you that you came to reveal the Father, that you came to show the way to the Father. You came as an ambassador of your Father's kingdom just to say he wants you as part of the family. And if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know this love, then he would love to bring you into his family. It's very simple. You just... Realize you're in need of saving, that there's sin in your life. There's things that you've done wrong. There's things that you can't get free of. And that's the first step. You just admit, oh, I actually need help. I, I, am, I can't do this on my own. I actually need rescuing. And the second thing is you realize that God's made provision for a rescuer in his son, Jesus. And you just need to acknowledge that. Jesus, I believe that you came from your Father in heaven to rescue me and to save me by dying on a cross. And then third of all, you just need to ask Jesus to forgive you of the things you've done wrong and ask him to come into your life and to introduce you to the Father. 
and then you get to start the most amazing journey. Yeah. By the way, you may be Thank a you. Christian, you may have prayed a prayer like that, but you stopped at knowing the Father and never got to know, sorry, stopped at getting to know Jesus and never got to know the Father. Well, you've just got an amazing journey ahead of you. Yeah. And so, Father, I pray that wherever we are in our journey, that you Thank would you, come and bring greater revelation of your love and affection. Mm. And, you know, lastly, I'm just going to say I'm a dad. I have three kids. And then I'm a spiritual dad to many more than that. But I wanted to stand in in place of your earthly father. If you've been abandoned or rejected or abused by your earthly father, I'm just going to stand in for a second and just say, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. And I'm just going to ask that in uh, this moment right now, it may seem totally random, that would you forgive me? Would you forgive your earthly father for any way that he let you down? And in doing so, in extending forgiveness to your father, you uh, open the floodgates for your heavenly father to come in with his love and his affection. So, Father, would you bless this week, Lord, of everybody who's listening? And would you you lead us into greater revelations of your love and your affection? Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you guys are awesome. We love getting to uh, invite you into our house on a thursday night as we get to talk to people all over the world (laughs) we hope you have an incredible week filled with fun filled with adventure and we will see you next week yeah we'll be back next week bye